Hi, beautiful souls, and welcome back to Love, Sex, and Magic. I'm your host, Melissa Wells, and I'm so, so excited to bring you a very, very special episode today. Our guest today is a two-time Grammy Award-winning singer and songwriter, actress, author, and now podcast host, shot to stardom at the age of 11 and has sold over 37 million records worldwide. Her song, How Do I Live, was voted the most successful song of the 1990s ever, and you may very well know her from Coyote Ugly's Can't Fight the Moonlight. She is now on a divine path of helping others by using her voice in a whole new way. So I'm so excited to bring you this conversation with Leanne Rhymes. We talk all things life in the spotlight, how she dealt with that kind of pressure. We talk about her finding her spiritual path and the tools and experiences and the teachers that have helped her along the way. We talk all about how she has started to use her voice in a whole new way since coming into real alignment with her soul and um, so much more. I absolutely loved this conversation and love this woman, this soul so much. And I'm so excited for you to experience this conversation and also her incredible voice. So without further ado, Please welcome Leanne Rhymes. My heart, my heart, my heart is my compass and my all-knowing. My heart, my heart, my heart is connected to all My heart, my heart, my heart through it well of love is flowing. My heart, my heart, my heart, my heart, leading me home to my deepest knowing. <sighs> oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. I feel... <laughs> As though I'm gonna cry. That was so. I I did I too. Actually, just, <laughs> did you? I have oh. full body goosebumps right now. Oh, oh Leanne Rhymes, you're such a gift. Hi. Thank you so much. It's funny. <laughs> I don't you. ever know. Um, sometimes I'm totally shocked by my voice when it comes out. Like it pierces my heart so deeply that I'm like oh I'm so <laughs> I almost started crying as soon as I started singing so we're oh, on the same wavelength <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah. that was powerful Thank everyone's going to be listening to this and they're just like driving along doing their shopping <laughs> doing their errands and then suddenly they're just like a mess <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Good tears. Good tears. Let yes it, let it through very yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, let me just start by saying that I remember as a young girl or a young woman watching um, Coyote Ugly and singing mm-hmm. Can't Fight the Moonlight at the top of my voice. And, you know, I was at that age where like everyone wanted to be a pop star. I wanted to be a singer. Everyone did. <laughs> and I actually have like a really 
distant memory of entering uh, or being a part of a school talent contest of some sort. And I'm pretty sure that I sung How Do I Live in the... I'm, I remember singing really? it. Really? Oh, I love that. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just like, you know, when you have like fragmented memories. Yes. And um, so I, you know, I remember a couple years ago uh, seeing you on Instagram and I think we connected and I saw that you had... Um, I saw that you'd followed me and I followed you. And I remember like seeing that you were following all these spiritual teachers. And I remember like feeling quite emotional about it because I, it wasn't because I felt like, oh my God, wow, this person's connecting with me. But it was like, this person was such a um, big part of my childhood. And I remember being so thrilled and so touched that you were on a spiritual path, that you were on Mm -hmm. this soulful path inwards. Um, because I feel like when you, when, you know, you see like this whole world of celebrity and it can feel as though a lot of it can feel like we don't really know what that what these people are really going through internally and so to see someone like you who has you know sold millions and millions of records impacted so many lives and been this role model for so many young girls to see you now really connected to what really matters and following your truth I felt so touched by it and so moved I'm by so it. touched you're making me cry <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, it, it's it's actually funny. It's just something I I just talked about this with, with a friend of mine, like literally ten minutes ago. Um, when I was just saying that I I feel like there is there was such a there was such a desire to kind of turn me into something like something like a, the celebrity, it, you know, the the little girl with a big voice. Like there was just a I feel like it's an industry kind of thing to, they want you to be a certain way. And I think that's also, you know, speaks to a lot of the public also wanting you to be a certain way as a celebrity, because they know what they're buying into. They know the kind of record that they're getting. They know, you know, who you are as, you know, that you've built yourself to be as a, as a brand. And there's a lot of humanity that's left out of that. And I just took a deep breath a few minutes ago with a friend of mine because I was like, thank God. Like, thank God I I ran from that. I really did. And I've always run from that and since I was really young. Um, I, I, I never was, you could never really fit my music into a box. Like, my music was different kind of mm. almost every album. Um, I just had this deep desire to always just really break out of the cage and break out of the box that anyone tried to fit me into. So yeah, it's, uh, I, I feel you on that. And I'm so glad that I'm so glad that I finally really got coming in. My ears. I'm so glad that I finally um, was able to really get in touch with my humanity because that was such a piece that was just, I was so fragmented and so left out and that piece was left out. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you saw that. And I think a lot of my fans that have been around for, you know, since the beginning of my career, a lot of people are on the same journey. And that's interesting how maybe our paths have, you know, disconnected in, in, you know, some way. And now they're finding me like in another way through this different journey that I'm on. And they're, I'm finding people going, oh, we're on the same path. And it's so amazing to see that we still are, have this connection, but in a different way after all of these years. So 
yeah it's a beautiful yeah. thing yeah it's it's really really um moving and um right. it's funny I before I got into this line of work and before I had my own spiritual awakening I spent a couple of years on a soap opera in the UK and it was really oh, wow. well known and I so I had like a percentage of like that glimpse of fame and kind of materialism and paparazzi and things like that and I really struggled the whole way through being an actress I really struggled with an eating disorder and it completely consumed me and that was how I coped with the kind of attention and recognition that I was getting because I remember feeling when people would stop me and people would grab me for pictures and things like that I remember thinking you don't know the real me you're Mm. You're, you've got like an image of me that you think is me. You, you think that I'm this character on this show, mm. but that's n- I'm, that's not who I am. And so it was really kind of warped. And I really saw how that industry can really fuck a lot of people up and not that many people make it through unscathed without some kind of a coping mechanism. And obviously mm. that's just some, that's like a tiny, tiny, teeny percentage of what I can only imagine you experienced for so many years being so young in the, in the spotlight. Can you share like a little bit about how, how it was for you being so young and with with so much, so much fame and so much pressure? Um, it was intense and I didn't know how intense it was until probably, I would say probably till I was 30. (laughs) Really? <laughs> until I finally, yeah, I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd ever taken a moment until I, you know, I checked myself into a, um, and it's into a treatment center when I was 30, it was the day after my 30th birthday. And mm-hmm. I checked in for depression and anxiety because it was so intense and I was so codependent on everybody around me. Um, cause there was always a parent or a manager or an agent or my ex-husband, like there was always someone around me. And mm-hmm. It was really the first time I think that I was able to start to look at how deep um, and how 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 scary and how how deeply like hooked into so many oh gosh I don't even know the words for it it's hard for me to find them sometimes it was. It, it was hooked in, it's, it's hooked into a certain type of energy and, and belief system mm. that goes along with being a celebrity and, and a brand. And like I was saying earlier, the humanity piece was so left out. And it was the first time that I actually got to recognize that I'm, that Leanne Rhymes like, wasn't who I was. Like, I was so, I bought into that and I had to, I had to buy into it. I had mm. to buy into it to continue to work like I did. And these last eight years for me has been has been about totally unraveling from that belief system of who I think I had to I had to keep myself up as and and yeah. really rebuilding Leanne Rhymes, but allowing it's not even rebuilding it's more about revealing and allowing like allowing for that fragmentation to come back into wholeness and to also mm-hmm. be able to feel comfortable and confident enough to reveal all of those pieces that that were left out when I had to keep up being the celebrity like I've I've really to me it's I I try not to 
I try as much as I can to make sure that that fragmentation doesn't happen. I don't have to be Leanne Rimes, the celebrity, and then Leanne, the person. It's like, oh, this can all be one whole thing that I can be in this world. And that's mm. super important to me. Mm. Yeah, because you were so young when you first, you know, got into this world, right? You were yeah. before your was, teen years, is that right? Or? I was, yeah, no, I was 11 when I signed my record deal, and then... I was 13. That is wild. Yeah, it is wild. I have two stepsons that are 13 and 17. And like to think about what I was doing at, you know, at 13 years old, it's just, it never, having them in my life has put it into perspective how strange it was. <laughs> Otherwise, I yeah. think I still would have been like, oh, yeah, all kids do this, right? Like, you know, it's totally. a normal thing. Yeah. Totally. Because like, that's the age really that you're learning and discovering who you are. So yeah. if you are, if you're at that age, and you've got a million people in this entourage around you telling you who you are, mm -hmm. and telling you who you've got to be in order to please 1000s of people and sell all these records, you know, then of course, you have to, there must be such a pressure of like, I've got to live up to this expectation, I've got to be who all these people need me to be. And if I'm anything else, it's not it's not, it's not enough or it's, yeah, I, it's I don't know who I am. Totally. And yeah. it's so funny because my, my podcast just came out and um, my mom just listened to it this morning and, you know, my mom and dad, my dad was my manager and my mom, you know, they were both always around me and I love my mom's text. She goes, can you, can you not cuss on your podcast? Because that, it just sounds bad. And I, so here it lies, like it not only was like a manager or an agent, it was my parents, you know, that had this and my mom, God bless her, she still has this ideal of like what she thinks as a Southern mother, like what I'm supposed to be or do and what makes her uncomfortable. And it's, you know, it's, um, it's so interesting that that still comes at me and I still have to make the choice of like, no, this is, that would be editing myself. <laughs> that would be editing myself. And like, I'm, I don't want to edit myself. Like that was the whole point of, of me having this kind of podcast. So, um, it's interesting how it still comes up in my life. And also that, you know, I mean, things like I wasn't even, I don't even feel like I, the podcast itself was so challenging for me to start in the first place because of, I remember when I was really young, um, my managers and agents and everyone were like, don't have an opinion about politics because people won't like you. People won't buy your music if they don't agree with it. And so for years, like I was, I've been stuffing, like, I don't, you know, it's like, how much can more can I stuff down, you know? Mm. And that's, that was really what I spent my whole life doing was like muting myself. And I'm sure this is not the first lifetime that I've experienced that. This is probably just the first lifetime I'm actually healing it. And so, you know, it's been really important for me to, to make the choice to use my voice and all the ways that feel authentic. And I'm, still discovering how to do that like I'm just now the tip of the iceberg beginning to do that for myself yeah yeah you know I relate and I feel that so many others will and I, I had the same thing said to me you know when you're an actress you're not here to talk politics you're not here to be to be mm -hmm. opinionated you just do your job and that's it um and I, I feel I felt deeply I have so much more to give as me right. <laughs> than this this two-dimensional you know version that is just constantly putting on other other characters or uh, you know whatever but I feel that you clearly have so much to give 
as you as you as the real you of course as as the the soul of of you and it's so great to see this podcast when I saw you had this podcast (laughs) coming out and it's just launched it's called holy human and I'm so excited to listen to it so so exciting it really excites me to see people like you use their use their real voice like use the truth and share the truth of who they are because when when I was growing up it was like anyone that was a celebrity was kind of it was almost like this mystery of uh, this kind of wall between regular people and those people that were celebrities and in the magazines and it was like the only way that we could hear from them was to listen to their interviews in a magazine which was obviously all edited and you know tweaked and the the image was was what the press and what the media wanted to show and one of the things that I'm really grateful for social media for is that now it means that everyone has this platform to share Mm -hmm. this is my truth this is how I feel that's that that's a lie about me that's that's gossip that's not actually the truth this is actually my truth and mm-hmm. I really really appreciate that and it means that you know people have this this opportunity to share what's really important to them instead of just have this image that's that's kind of created for them by their agents or by the the media yeah well the media is interesting um you know because it's you only we as as celebrities, and I'll, I'll use the word artist for myself, like, we only control so much of that, you know, it's like, yes, you know, that you are, you hope that the person interviewing you has the best of intentions, you hope that they'll choose the, the nicest photos. But, you know, there's so many times that I've been burned, you know, and I think so many celebrities have because you, what ends up coming out as the article, you're like, wait, they chose to focus on like one tiny piece of you know of the truth really about the whole picture and it can be so skewed into to something that it's really not and that's that's what I I really have for a while I went into kind of hiding I feel like I just didn't even realize until after the fact but I feel like I went into hiding for a while because I was just so drained with how the media wanted to paint a picture of me that was just so not true. And so it was really challenging for me to come back out and to actually trust people to do interviews again. Um, mm. Because it, it, it really like it, the media is just a, it's its own animal. It's its own beast. And I know part of my job is that I have to, I have to dance within that world, but I, I do it. So now, um, interesting I feel like I'm more of an open book than I ever have been and I I think that my relationship with the media has changed because like I really don't I'm not like I'm not hiding anything like I'm like I said earlier I'm like I'm not trying to keep up a facade it's what you get is what you see and what you see is what you get however you say that (laughs) but you know it's both ways um but that I think that for me has been something that has changed my it's changed my relationship with the media just because I, like I said, I, there's no, there's no hiding. And that's, and the more I feel like I reveal in that way of like, look, you have, it's almost like you have, you have nothing on me. Like it's yeah to me that it frees me up as like, you know, I, I, 
I know that they, I know that there's still a, a crazy animal when it comes to the media, but I, I definitely have, I think I've freed my own self up from, from, you know, mm. having to, uh, to feel like there's any kind of, um, that, to feel like I have to be afraid of them, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it seems as though as well, like when you're on that in a healing journey, when you're on that path of like alignment and, you know, deprogramming yourself and really coming into who you really are and you're sharing that, they can't touch you because Mm -hmm. you're, you, you don't, you're not trying to, you know, you don't need to mold yourself into anything. You're not trying to do that. You're just like, here I am, here's my truth. And you're so connected to your heart and to your soul and to your spirit so um yeah it's so so beautiful so you you kind of got into this world when you were so so young Mm -hmm. you struggled with anxiety and depression and you checked yourself in somewhere when you were 30 so that's like Mm -hmm. a long time of like um a long time of not receiving much help or guidance and just kind of figuring it out by yourself was there like a moment for you where like what was the moment that like got you onto more of a spiritual path like that got you kind of realizing this is all a bit fucked up this is not who I am (laughs) and like what came to you what was like the moment if there was one I had I actually had a um I started breath work I guess about a couple years after I was in uh, treatment and I think I was around 32 and I found this wonderful breathwork teacher named Ashley Neist and um, I had no idea what she did. And like, I, I just, something in me was like, I'm going to contact her and see where this goes. Um, And so I I did. And it was, it was really breathwork that started to open up these channels of, of intuition and, I feel like when I was younger, I was incredibly connected with my intuition. Like, so I think obviously we all are as children and I, there were so many opinions that started, you know, to penetrate very, very young that I started to not, I didn't ever lose that intuition. Um, I, it was just dampened. It was really, it was a lot quieter than when I was a child. And I feel like breathwork was the thing that allowed me to kind of think deeper past um, past the past the thought system and the beliefs that I had created, and deeper into just my heart, into my body. I very much lived like above my body, always in my head. Um, mm. And in fact, it's something I work daily on is to stay in my body, stay grounded, and to not like get lost up here. And breath work was really the first thing and the first modality that kind of led me into that piece of healing because I I had done so much talk therapy and at some point I I love it I think it's very important but at some point Mm. was like how much more can I talk about this shit like (laughs) I I I know where it's coming from I know all about myself (laughs) now like how do I how do I start working with it and yeah that was really that was where breathwork came in. And that was when I just had my first couple of breathwork sessions. It was like, my mind was blown. Like I, yeah, I, everything made sense. I started to connect all the dots and I was like, Oh, and then my whole journey for the last eight years has been really about, you know, for me, it was like, okay, how do I, I started trying a million different modalities and different, you know, different ways of healing. And then it's kind of come back now to, I feel like I'm, 
I'm not so connected or dependent on like a specific modality for anything. It's now I feel like life is life is my teacher. I've come, I've gotten to that point where I'm like, okay, I wake up every day and the whole practice is life. And I think that's, I think that's eventually, I feel like where we're, what we're trying to get to, to be able to, to be able to, to really trust life as our teacher and, um, and our connection and how I, I always, I, I always think of like this giant puzzle, how everything is so intertwined and connected and we can't see like, can't see all the little pieces that are happening, but everything in our life, every moment is, is purposeful. Um, mm. And so I feel like, you know, we, we have to continue to trust. And that's, that's been my, man, that's been my biggest lesson right now. Trust, I actually have it tattooed on my wrist. And, um, and I, I, when I tattooed it, I didn't know why, um, I don't think. And, and now I've, I've really truly know that like, that's, this is the key, like trust is the key. And so every time I've kept continue to follow those little puzzle pieces and the breadcrumbs, um, it's led me to, uh, it's led me here and here's, here's not so bad. Here's really, here's yeah. really it's good. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Here is really, really beautiful. And for people that are like new to breath work, trust is a really big deal. Cause you've got to really surrender to your breath and you've got to really trust that your body that you're safe in your body that yes. you're not gonna like have a panic attack or pass out or forget how to breathe or something right. and so, <laughs> totally. like that trust is really important but when you're like feeling shifts happening and it's in your body it's yeah. so powerful to realize it's like it for me when I started feeling these kind of things happen in my body it was like almost this like such deep a newfound deep respect for my mm -hmm. body uh you know like just how much of a a healer it is and, and how much yeah. we store there and how much we can uh change what we store there and that just changes everything about our lives and and really how we live and totally and the simplicity of the fact that it's it's our breath you know I mean I yeah. think of like all the things that we have within us like we our, our voice our hands our our you know our breath like all the simple things that we they're they're basically right under our nose and we're it, the mm -hmm. last thing we think about is like oh these free pieces of myself like are my healers and um the breath for me, like I remember when I first started breathwork, my hands would get tetany, which is called like really badly. And it would like cramp into claws. And I remember, um, you know, after probably about 10 sessions, like that would start to loosen up. And because there was, my energy was flowing in a different way through my body. And, but I remember the, if anyone out there does breathwork for the first time, <laughs> that happens, it's totally normal. Um, but I remember freaking out thinking, I'm it felt like you're dying you say surrendering to that process and it's like oh yeah I'm just totally uh oh, oh sorry that's okay <laughs> we like dogs you know what it, this is just one of those days one second so good um, I have a dog as well <laughs> I know and oh my gosh so cute by the way so, oh, so thanks. yes it's a is it a girl yeah uh, yeah she's so cute so is mine and I'm sure she'll be in here in a moment hi Fleetwood do you want to come say hi since you've said hi to everyone already? This is Fleetwood. Oh, uh, say hi. Hello. <laughs> oh, my God. 
She looks um, like an older version of my dog. <laughs> I know they do. They look very similar. So sweet. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. What were we talking about? Sorry. Oh, breathwork. Yes. We're talking about breathwork. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the it does feel like it does feel like you're dying in a lot of ways, and it, the surrendering to to that process. I mean really we there are parts of us that are dying right I mean I feel like there are parts of us that we're different people on the daily and so that whole process she's going to join us now that whole process of getting used to um it's like I say getting used to but it it really is something that we start have to we have to start becoming comfortable with the discomfort and I I say that knowing that as soon as I get off of this podcast, I'm going to be so uncomfortable in a, in a few moments and be like, oh, this sucks. Um, it just, it, you know, it's no, no matter how much I can get that in my head, sometimes that's one of the most challenging pieces is to really come in touch with that, just um, come into contact, sorry, with that discomfort and and allow. And it, mm-hmm. it's a continual learning process for me, that piece of work. And I think for everybody, because we're, Look, we, I mean, we thought we're taught to run away from discomfort. It's how we're programmed, like deeply programmed. So, you know, it's, but that's, I think, breathwork, what began to allow me to get comfortable with the discomfort because I, I was, I was so, like I said, not living in my body, so uncomfortable in my body. And until I was able to start expanding that capacity to hold all grief and pain and anger and rage and like all the things that I hadn't even touched yet um I wasn't really able to start moving through those pieces so it was it was breathwork that allowed me to finally really start building that capacity and and creating a larger container for myself to be able to hold those things mm-hmm. mm. yeah I completely agree and and what you're sharing about like yeah, just how deep, how deep the programming is, how deeply conditioned we all are. We are all taught to live in our heads and to stay in our heads and to just operate from our heads. And it's like, we're completely severed from the neck down. And so like when we finally start to feel our bodies, like come online and talk to us, it's like, holy fucking shit, what is going on? Um, (laughs) You know, I've had some breathwork experiences that have been more powerful than plant medicine experiences. And I have literally been transported to memories from my childhood so that I can heal them. And that's just- I'm I'm a bit afraid of that. I have to say, well, oh. <laughs> with breathwork, I think I definitely have had those experiences too, but I don't know if I've had them. I haven't, I haven't tried plant medicine. Um, that's not, I haven't ventured there yet. And I've, I have friends that have, and I'm just a tiny bit afraid of it. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I know where my mind goes sometimes. And I'm like, Ooh, I, I'm a, I'm a bit afraid, but, um, but yeah, you know what? like I, I heard that breathwork came into the arena when plant medicine was made illegal. So that oh, interesting. I don't know if that, I don't know how precisely accurate that is, but that's what I heard. And so that's why the experiences feel very similar. So I, I would say like, if you, if it is something that you want to do eventually in your future, like breathwork is like such an amazing foundation. And, and as, as I said, like I've had breathwork experiences that have been way more powerful than some of my plant medicine ceremonies. That's it's amazing. Like, yeah. 
I, um, some of my breathwork experiences, I had a breathwork experience one time that I, um, it was all about, I was raised Southern Baptist and I've kind of always run away from organized religion. And I, I had a breathwork experience where my hands had like so much energy in them. Like they, they hurt so bad. And I, I remember like pulling, um, my, 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 the teacher with me at the time, Ashley was like, pull your hands apart. I want to see how far, like you can feel this energy. And it was like, it was literally like so far apart. And she's like, that's your, that's your gift to this world. Like that's how intense your gift is. And I remember opening my eyes because, and that's kind of like, for me, it was something I never did in breathwork um, meditation. And I opened my eyes and I remember thinking like, Oh, like I remember seeing this like picture of Jesus. And I was like, that's, that's what that energy was like that all of a sudden Jesus made sense to me. Like it was like, it's something that clicked for me. I grew up not knowing the story of, of Jesus in the way that I feel like I've actually connected now. And it was, that was the moment where I'm like, Oh, that's energy. That's what he, that's what dude was working with. Like he was working with energy and it's so, it was such an amazing experience. That's probably one of my, probably one of my favorite like breathwork experiences that I've had for sure. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that that just changes your whole view on life. That just changes yeah. everything about about how you feel about the world. Totally. So, what are the kind of practices and uh, tools have you picked up along the way that you that have really helped you? Okay, Fleetwood, you're gonna <laughs> you go that way. Um, <laughs> I uh, gosh, what other practices? I mean, I think mindfulness is probably my the the most important practice in my, my day to day, um, especially just being able to reorient myself with the space that I'm in, especially when I get spun out and, and anxiety, which I think is kind of a daily, um, occurrence for me. Cause I, I, there's just a, I think I'm a very sensitive soul and my body like takes in everything around me. And, you know, I still have moments of, of codependency that very much exists of trying to take care of everybody, everybody else's energy. And, um, and so I think, you know, sometimes anxiety, it's something now that I, I can catch fairly easily when it starts. And I am also, I've learned to let it in. I've learned to be like, okay, this is just part of my ride, part of my day. I'm going to be with you. And as soon as I'm with it, like it, I'm able to to kind of move through it um, a bit quicker. And one of my favorite things, and it's so easy, is just orienting myself to the space that I'm in of, you know, all of my senses. And I think it's something we can do anywhere. And, you know, and it's, it's, it's almost, for me, it's almost immediate of, um, being able to just kind of come back into the moment and into my body. Cause I, I realized when I'm, when I'm in anxiety and I'm spun out, I'm in, I'm in someone else's energy. I'm somewhere else in the world. Like I'm in the future, I'm in the past, like whatever it may be. And the most important thing is, you know, coming back into this moment. So, I mean, that's something I use and it's taken me, it's funny. It's taken me a long time to actually be able to have that as accessible, um, in my anxiety. So I, I, I think when people hear that, you know, I don't want them to think like, um, I don't want them to think if they, if they can't remember to do that, like it's, you know, they're, they're failing at something like it literally has taken me years and years to go, Oh, this is, I finally in within the spin out can, can find my, my tools because, Mm. 
oh, look, I have a whole toolbox of stuff. And then all of a sudden I can, I can get spun out like anyone. And like all the tools, like they fall away. You're like, wait, how, why did I spend eight years learning this stuff? So yeah, it, it takes practice. It really does. It takes yeah. practice. And, um, you know, the more we, the more we make these a daily, these things a daily practice meditation, you know, is mm. something that is huge for me. And I have, I've gotten away from it. I have to say, um, on a regular practice, um, this year. And I think it's because I feel like so much for all of us, anything we've, we've pushed down, like is, is coming up big time. And I've definitely like most people have wanted to run away from myself, you know, in a lot of ways. And so I've just started back recently of daily meditation and it's, Every time I sit down to do it, I I remember why I do it, and that's to come home to me, mm-hmm. like to really be with all of me, because you know, on our in our daily lives, we 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 get that fragmentation happens, and we're unless we're really in tune with all of us, like we we don't really know exactly what we're feeling or what's coming up unless we actually take the time to sit there and be with ourselves and. Yeah. My mind gets in the way, like everyone else's, saying, you know, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. And um, I've really been returning to that meditation practice recently and, and remembering why I do it. And it's it's so important. Mm. Mm. Yeah, what, what I keep hearing you say is like, it's just really about coming home to yourself and like mm. finding a way anyway any way possible yes. to connect <laughs> to your body and your center and not get swept up in the in the mind and in the noise and, and all of the, the way that our society has kind of set up life for us. It takes us further and further away from ourselves. And so it becomes increasingly harder to, to come into our center and to, to, to get that intuitive um, connection and that real connection with the body. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it gets really, it's very loud out there. That's the thing. And especially mm -hmm. right now, um, yeah. loud, uh, literally and, and figuratively. And it's, uh, you know, it's so important. I think the one thing, like you were saying, and coming back home in any way that we can, um, mm-hmm. that's what's, that's, what's important is for people to find their own path with that. And whether that be dance or, you know, creating art, um, you know, meditation, I think there's been so much focus put on meditation like you have to meditate and it's you know I I find that like you're saying it's really about coming back to your sensor and in whatever way um healthy way (laughs) um that you can find that uh that sensor follow it and and Mm. I don't think um what I'm learning is that I don't think anybody, I mean, obviously it's, it's really about following, like I said, those little, those little crumbs for ourselves, because some of the things we think, um, that we aren't taught are, you know, the ways to come home to your center, uh, might be exactly what we need. <laughs> so it's really about, you know, sometimes you're not going to find it out there. The things that help the most are going to be what bubble up from you and, it might not look like everyone else's stuff and that's fine. And that's been a, that's been a huge lesson for me. Um, and on the spiritual path is like, it doesn't have to look like everybody else's. It doesn't, 
it's, yeah. it can look like your own and still be spiritual. <laughs> it's okay. Yes. Amen. Amen. I absolutely love that. And, you know, it all comes back down to like listening to your inner voice and something that I feel just so happy about and so excited about when I look at what you're creating is you you've not like you're still using your voice just in different Mm -hmm. ways you know so you've brought out this brand new album you have this podcast tell us like how how did you get into use like going from the country music into this chanting which is so powerful and so beautiful thank you um you know, as I mentioned earlier, I feel like there's any box that anyone has ever tried to fit me into. It's like immediately it started as a, I feel like a, a twitch with that. And I'm like, oh, I have to break out of it. What can I do? It's different. Um, and for me that, you know, moving into to chanting was part of my own spiritual practice. And I think I really, I really set out over the past few years to to get in touch with my own voice in different ways. And, um, you know, like I mentioned earlier too, that's like not being able to speak my opinions and um, like those kind of things really have kept me smaller. And I wanted to free myself from that cage. And so I started, well, I started a blog called Soul of Everly about three years ago. And that was the first way that I was breaking out of my cage of, you know, being able to write and finding my writing voice in a new way that wasn't music. Um, and then from there, I, I had this, I, I would, I would sit down in meditation basically. And when I was chanting, um, I would just have these kind of visions and feelings come in of like, I need to create, I need to create a chant record. And I don't know what that looks like. Um, and a lot of my chants that I would do for, use for my own healing were not in English. And so I, I had this feeling of, you know, gosh, I lead, I lead people through, um, through meditation or through, sorry, through singing all the time on stage. And I was thinking I would love to blend like my spirituality and my music on stage. And I would love to lead people through chants, but since these aren't in English, it would kind of be challenging to teach and, you know, on the spot. So I just would sit down in meditation and all of these feelings kept coming through about creating this. And I thought, well, what if I just, what if I write my own chants in English? And, um, and that's really where the idea came from. And I would, I would sit down in meditation and I would just start singing and, and really kind of not singing words at all. And then I would, as soon as the feeling of words started coming through, I would, allow that out and then I would press record on my phone and that's how it was created so I mean I channel uh, I know about, we all. Talk about <laughs> being a divine channel <laughs> like does it get any more divine than that I you're just like this channel of light just like coming through you and out through your voice it's so incredible yeah. it's intense I mean it's beautiful it's a beautiful experience and it it was intense for me because I really had to trust what was coming through and not think, oh, this is too simple or, oh, I shouldn't be doing this because, you know, this is, this is, uh, you know, in English and the chance that I work with or not, like, you know, and it, I, I had all of these stories that would come up all the time. And I really had to set those aside and be like, nope, this is what's being asked of me right now and trust, trust, trust. And then with the podcast, I mean, that's, this was I knew the next step of um 
of, of utilizing my voice in a new way, but oh God, there was such a block around it. I mean, so deeply. And still I, I go to record one and I'm like, oh my God, this is so terrifying. And every time I'm done with it, I'm like, ah, you know, yes. a sense of freedom. So um, yeah, it is once again, that trust piece of, of breaking through my own, um, my own limitations that I've set for myself and, and, or limitations of others that I've believed and have allowed to run me my whole life. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's challenging. It's really, really challenging and it's so uncomfortable, but it's, I know from my own evolution, like it's, it's something I have to do. And, and so, yeah, it's, uh, it's a whole new world for me <laughs> when it comes to yeah. my voice. Yeah. It's uh, it's so clear and it's so felt that you are living in full alignment with your purpose and your gifts and really using them to serve the world in a whole new way than than you were before. And you were clearly changing the world back then, but now you're changing the world in a whole different way, still using your unique God-given gifts. So thank you. Oh my God. It really comes through. <laughs> thank you. That's okay. <laughs> so um great. So so I always love to um hold on one second. My... <laughs> okay. Hold on one second. Fleetwood. Uh, Go outside. Okay. Fleetwood, thank you. Yes. Such a good name for a dog. Oh my gosh, she's so funny. Um, yeah, I love Fleetwood Mac. So I was like, Aww. oh, we just, now we need a little dog named Mac. So yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to talk my husband into that. <laughs> Great. Well, this conversation has been just so magical. And I love hearing all about your story and all about your journey. I always love to ask the guests that come on this show three questions. Okay. Related to love, sex, and magic. So okay. the first thing is, what is something that you're really in love with right now? Oh, wow. What is something I'm really in love with right now? Um, cha- I guess challenging myself. I'm really, in, I'm in, I am, I'm in love with, I guess more so than challenging, revealing. I'm, I'm in love with revealing myself to myself. It's what, that's what's so interesting is that it's not just about revealing myself to, to others, but I'm really like allowing parts of me to come up that I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that was there. <laughs> um, yes. So yeah, I'm really in love with that process at this moment. Mm, beautiful and what is something that turns you on in life Ooh, <laughs> like um by the way I've never been asked this question so I love that oh uh, yes I know something that turns me on in life um vulnerability I think mm. it's super sexy like if you can get down and vulnerable with me then I'm all about it <laughs> could not agree more super sexy love it and finally when was the last time that you experienced magic wow I mean I mean today I would feel like I feel like waking up I feel like being here with you is quite magical because I don't know if we would have honestly I don't know if we would have ever met if I mean, think of all the things that you were saying earlier that we had to, that had to happen to bring us together. And 
um, I just love what, who you are and, and what you're bringing into the world also. And, um, it's a, I think you have, you, you have so much to teach me too. So I look up to you oh. a lot in so many ways and oh. no, for real, <laughs> for real. It's so oh my beautiful. god, stop! I'm um, gonna get emotional. No, I read all your posts, and I I do. I read your posts, and I think there's something that, um, my own sexuality is something that I'm, you know, that's the next piece for me that I'm exploring and coming into. And I, you being a few steps ahead of me on that one, I love, um, I love your guidance, and it's beautiful. So thank you for that. So I think that's quite magical. Oh my gosh. Well, I receive. Thank you so, yes. so much. And I, I agree. Being being here with you is so magical. Hearing you share from the heart so willingly and so vulnerably is so beautiful. Hearing you channel this this light that you do and you chant is like you said, just piercing of piercing to the heart. That's a really good way to describe it. So um this has just been so special and so Thank grateful. You. Thanks and for I having me on. For everyone to listen. Yeah, no, my pleasure. Thank you for thank you for doing this. And um mm-hmm. yeah, everyone come and check out Leanne's podcast, Holy Human. Um yeah, tell us, tell us to come like, on. how can everyone come? <laughs> oh my God, I would love to. Yes, I would love to talk all things love and sex and magic with you. That would be amazing. Um, <laughs> uh, what did, sorry, but I've gotten down that, went down that tangent. What did you just say? Tell them what? I just said, done. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I would love it. Well, thank you, my so, love. So, yeah, thank you so much. Like, how yes. can everyone come and connect with you and come and find you and get more in your world? Yes, absolutely. Um, Soul of Everly, E-V-E-R-L-E, is my um, blog, which I'm on all the time, and I love um, I love blogging. It's so fun. And then, of course, Holy Human is um, it's, um, I Heart and Anywhere You Find Podcasts. And the chant album is called the human and the holy uh, and it's out now. So yeah, come, come hang out with me. I'm, I'm, I'm and you can basically find me anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so amazing. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. So my darlings, hope you absolutely adored that episode. If you did, share it on the gram, tag me, tag Leanne, and let us know what you thought of the episode. Make sure you check out her brand new podcast. And as always, if you like this, leave us a review, hit subscribe, and I'll see you next week for more incredibly inspiring conversations.